If they can stay up till dawn, they'll win one million dollars each. The only catch is that they'll have to live through the night. Let the games begin. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the second week of Dark Castle Month. But first, <laughs> our 10 word reviews. <laughs> Sergio, you start. Kick us off. All right. So my for my first review, it's Beauty and the Beast. And Emma Watson makes for an enchanting yet profitable live adaptation. Okay. I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive, but okay. Whatever. Uh, my review is... Thanks, Disney. Ashman's lyrics really could have used more auto-tune. That's <laughs> rude. Um, okay, so for Blythe, I... Life. Life. It sounded like you said Blythe, like oh. you're talking about the Golden Girls. So for the film Life, with an exclamation point at the end, apparently... I, just, I, I, draw, I, draw some, I draw colons real, real bad, and he did not see that. Um, when Mars gives you lemons, make them into terrible CGI. Oh. That was... I feel like... Th- that was as mean as my Beauty and the Beast thing. My review for life is better than Alien sequels, not as good as the serial. Like life okay. serial. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had life serial. What's it about? It's all about shredded grain and cinnamon, and it's great. Okay. Um, <laughs> Power Rangers. Uh, throwback to when I wanted to blank the Pink Ranger. Uh, is that blank hug and kiss? You can fill it in however you want to. I was like five at the time. So, oh, so it was hardcore. <laughs> As five-year-olds are, you know? Uh-huh. Okay, my review of Power Rangers is, go, go, Sabin's Krispy Kreme's Power Rangers. Oh, that's great. I missed the Krispy Kreme promotional material in that. Yeah, Um. No, I, w- I don't like to go too long on our time order reviews, but yes, that was a nice, solid throwback to when product placement was not even trying to hide itself mm-hmm. at all. You know, I watched a re- I recently watched a movie where Little Nicky, m- shush, uh, where <laughs> where they um spent like this one scene, like it opens up kind of like on a like a blank, not a blank, th- like a dark night, and you see this like is little it the Dark Knight from sh- Christopher Nolan? Just let me finish from the you, visionary mind. Of you see this little like shack that is like like the shack <laughs> starring Octavia Spencer. <laughs> You see this little building that's oh, I don't have one for that. That's um uh that's lit up and it's like you slowly go into it and like you can kind of start to see what it is that you're going into and it's a Krispy Kreme. Oh. I don't know what you're talking about. It's was it the shack? It was not the shack or the dark knight or whatever. Okay. Um it was primary colors with oh, Emma Thompson with, uh, and John Travolta. Yeah, those guys. Playing the Clintons or the Stantons. Wink wink. <laughs> wink. Anyway, um, this Let me is pull up a picture for you. Okay. Uh, but Go ahead. This is an audio medium, so I'm just going to keep on going. Um, this is the second week of Dark Castle Month. These are the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, uh, mostly remakes of William Castle films uh, produced by like Gil Adler and Robert Zemeckis and th- those friends. Joel Silver, those friends. that guy. I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head, so my history might be a little off, but that's about where we're at. Um, no, I just like the use of the word those firms. Like that's what you. I say to my students um 
when I don't know their names. Like, come here, friends. <laughs> and then they'd start laughing. They're like, we're not friends. And I'm like, we're all friends here. Person whose name I can't remember. Yeah, that's very Snow White of you. Like, come, friends. Let's clean the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, last week we did 13 Ghosts. And this week uh, we're doing The House on Haunted Hill <gasps> from 1999, which was kind of their flagship movie. What? Are you looking at that picture? I'm laughing at my own search thing. I did um, Krispy Kreme primary class. Oh, that's wrong. I know. But I understand where it came from. Um, yeah, this is the first one from 1999. Um, this is the topic that Sergio suggested, so I can't be blamed for any of this. This is after it zoomed in. Well, so that Krispy Kreme looks a lot like that painting Nighthawks. Maybe that's what it's based on. That's really beautiful. That's a beautiful Krispy Kreme. Here, I'm going to actually send this picture to myself so I can share it on the Twitter. <laughs> I am really emotionally that was one of the um one of the shots it wasn't like the original shot but it's what allowed you to realize like who was in there and why we were looking so much at this Krispy Kreme in the middle of nowhere okay I'm just really emotionally moved by this picture of Krispy Kreme and I want to share it with the world okay go ahead now anyway here's the plot of the house on Haunted Hill one night in the house one million bucks no questions asked but there is a catch for anyone who accepts the offer Murder is a way of life at the House on Haunted Hill, a jolting, effects-ramped remake of the 1959 cult classic that starred Vincent Price and was directed by screen horror legend William Castle. Okay, um, the first, like, three sentences of this were three words each, and then the last one really took it all out of me. Um, Jeffrey Rush plays twisted theme park big shot Stephen Price, who's hosting a scary-slash-jokey birthday bash for his wife, Mamka mm. Jansen, at an abandoned institute for the criminally insane. Uh, strangers mysteriously assembled for the event could make them all ver- I don't know what's going on. Make them all very rich or profoundly dead. And you? We won't start the party without you. They literally include that in there? Yeah, this is a very stream of... Con- this is the Ulysses of synopses <laughs> on the back of uh, DVDs. Uh. Um, yeah, so that's what happened. Basically, um, I'm going to give you the plot in way more straightforward than the movie itself, which I guess was accurately reflected by the super confusing synopsis. There's like, what, five strangers. Mm-hmm. They were invited to the house by this guy and his wife who hate each other. And he loves to play scary pranks. He has an amusement park full of scary pranks, and I hate him. I hate him so much. Oh, yeah. That park was freaky. Yeah. No, there's a part where um, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who's in two shots. And and Lisa Loeb. And Lisa Loeb, who's in slightly more shots. I don't know why they're both given fairly high billing in the opening (laughs) credits. Yeah. I mean, Lisa Loeb, yes. But James There weren't a lot of characters in this movie, period. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. Lisa Loeb is there with her uh-huh. glasses. Hello. Uh-huh. Um, they're on this roller coaster, and like something goes wrong on the track, and the car in front of them just flies off into space into nothing and crashes to the ground. And it turns out it's all a big prank because it's part of this like super scary thrill ride experience. But like, where did what that car go? To the cars. Like, I think he's literally just crashing cars into the ground because it was it was very serious. Yeah. And that is not safe. I do not approve. Although I guess it's only appropriate that we are recording this podcast on April Fool's Day. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's a very prank-filled movie because it's supposed to set up that whole idea of, like, are there ghosts or is it a prank? And it's, like, it's called House on Haunted Hill. Like, come on. Uh-huh. Um, as always, we rate a movie on scariness, <sighs> campiness, effects, and quality. Sergio, what do you rate it on scariness? Three. 
Is this based on your feelings now or your feelings when you were eight? Because you tend to do that with these ones. Um, Both. Okay. I was on the edge of my seat. And that was both because I was sliding down. It was a small seat. <laughs> uh-huh. And because I was like, whoa, what did eight-year-old me think of when he saw this movie that scared him so? I was... But you did you, Did you find an answer? I didn't find an answer. What scared you? Um, The decapitated limbs. You remember when he was going... I think only heads can be decapitated. <sighs> the severed limbs, Brennan. <laughs> okay. Uh... Like when the Vincent Price, is that what his name, Vincent Price? Uh, his name was actually Stephen Price, okay. but I forgive you for getting confused because he was doing a 100% impression of Vincent Price, who okay. was the original actor. Okay. That's not him. okay, okay, okay. So Stephen Price was um, looking, he's going to the camera guy who I guess had cameras all over the house. Yeah, he was like the IT guy setting up the pranks who never did anything because yeah. the ghost did the pranks. Yeah. So then Spoilers, he go- I okay. guess. Okay, okay, okay. So then he goes up to the guy and then the guy turns and then he turns the guy around and his face is gone. That is pretty Like it was melon Freaky, yeah. Like in uh, uh, American Horror Story Coven. Sure. Oh, oh I forgot the melon baller. Ah. Oh, yeah. But like literally his whole, f- like his face was scooped out. Yeah, it was gross. Um, oh, we didn't see his brain. It, would that have been more scary? No, I just feel like it would have been more realistic. They scooped out the brain. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I just no, I'm just thinking of a melon baller and how like you would scoop it out. I mean, I guess they'd scoop out the brain like a little bit at a time. Fine, we didn't see skull either. We just saw like back skin, and like if that back skin were there, um, like it would need something to support itself with. No, it's just. um, like the skin of the back of his skull. It's ghosts. I don't know. And we didn't How, see skull and we didn't see brain, so it's not like it was scooped out like my original wording. I think suggested. I feel like it was scooped out like a jackal and lantern. Jackal jackal lantern. Okay. But like Jack O lantern from Ireland. Okay. But skin would need something to support it. Uh Maybe, ghost. Would it just be floppy? There was a ghost in there. Like a dongle? A dongle of skin? There's a ghost. Okay, whatever. That's my reasoning for giving it a three. We're spending way too much time on this. Okay, um, that reason makes no sense to me. But um, uh, I was the one thing that I th- could think of that I would think was scary as a kid. Okay, I can. Because gore freak me freaks out. me out now, and so can you imagine me a frightened wee oh, sheep? Oh God, yeah. As a kid. Um. Well, I think I'm. I'm gonna give it two out of five screams. I don't. I don't think this movie succeeds on a plot level at any level. Um, which I will talk about um, in you more detail later. You mean it had some serious plot holes? Yeah, just, and I don't just mean the hole in his face, right? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, just as a plot, I was not invested in the characters at all or their peril. I was like, please die so you'll stop talking uh-huh. to me. I'm, um, I'm like, I'm beginning to think that as a child, I confused this movie and The Haunting together because they're both very similar. That And they both say haunting uh-huh. it, or id. Haunt. It's a conjugations of two haunts. There you go. Um, but yeah, uh, la, 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 la. there is some very stark imagery in the movie. Like there is some spooky stuff. Like there's, um, this is Remember one the of pencils? the pencils. I'm sorry. Remember the pencils? I yes, and we'll talk about that later because it's effects. Okay. Shh, spoilers. Um, but thanks for only half burping into the microphone. I didn't hear anything. Okay. That was a cough. I was clearing my throat. Yes. So what I was saying is this movie kind of succeeds at creating imagery that is not 
plot driven but is spooky still. Okay. Um, but I wasn't super scared by it. Can you take your feet off my pillow? You're an animal. I'm gonna move this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um would you rate it on Cambianist or Joe? I gave it a three, um, leaning more towards a four. Okay. Uh, and the reason why is that it was very 90s. Um, and, yeah, the 90s were great. This is a great time for camp and for fashions. Uh, you clearly did not take as well as any notes like I did. Well, also, the Famke and Rush dynamic was very campy. Oh, yeah, because he was always like, I'm going to murder you. And she's like, you're gay. You're yeah. like, Penis. Uh-huh. Oh, the 90s. <laughs> yeah. And they're married, by the way. I don't know if we've made that super clear. Oh, yeah, they're married. They're one of those married couples where it's like they're very passionate and they fight a lot. And also they want to murder each other. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for campiness, I actually didn't choose a number, but I'll go with four. I'll commit to your thing. Thank you. But, like, and he was campy as a character. He was always just like, yeah. like you know. I genuinely think Jeffrey Rush had a great time making this movie. Like, I think he watched all those old Vincent Price movies, and he's like, I get to do that? Yes, please. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, I mean, they were probably around when he was a kid, so, like, he probably already had that character going in. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, he grew up on those movies, and he okay, wanted okay, to okay, live sorry. in them. Sorry. I understood that, like, he got the role, and he was like... I think we just heard a car crash. This podcast may be evidence <laughs> in some sort of court case later on. Um, okay, so uh, what was I saying? Oh, like I understood that you were saying that he got the role and then was like, oh, I get to be him, this character, oh, yeah, yeah. and then become him. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Go ahead, Brennan. No, more, um, more words from you. Yeah, Jeffrey Rush is campy. Oh, I, I wrote down about his worst theme park ever. Uh, I like all the characters have really clue-esque names, which I was very amused by. Sorry, I need to look it up because I, I don't remember, remember a single uh, name of theirs. But I liked just how terribly 90s they were. Like the girl with the recording camera. You had Tay Diggs, who was the obligatory um, black character, mm-hmm. who Pumpkin uh, Jensen referred to as like... John Daddy or something at one point. Oh god. Oh, she also referred to these super sexy one tree hill teens as social rejects. Oh yeah. And I'm like, what script are you reading? I mean, I think I I, I just hate it. I hate it's like like when you watch Edge of Seventeen, you're like, really? I'm supposed to believe Haley Steinfeld is some kind of loser. Awkward teen. She's like super pretty. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, um the lady with the camera, her name was Melissa Margaret Marr. Um the Ali Larder, where is she? Where'd she go? Oh, uh, Jeffrey Combs um, played Dr. Richard Benjamin Vanicut. <laughs> um, Sarah Wolf. Oh, no, that her fake name, though, was like Jennifer Jebson or something. Really? Yeah. And, ooh, Chris Kattan played Watson Pritchett. And um, I'm not having as much fun with these names as you are, I have to tell you. And Peter Gallagher played Donald W. Blackburn, M.D. These are great names. Okay. I would play all of their games. Um, but anyway, I thought that was campy. Um, obviously, like, Fomka Yance, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm somewhere between attempting, I know how to speak, like, Icelandic or Swedish or wherever mm-hmm. she's from, and just kind of leaning into not knowing and embracing the mystery of it all. Um. Yeah, I, her and Jeffrey Rush had a nice situation going on. Um, 
Oh, I wasn't 100% paying attention throughout the entirety of this movie because... It's okay, I, neither was I. Yeah, oh, you never are, though. Um, Sorry, I'm really throwing you under the bus this episode. I it's apologize. Okay. It's fine. It's hilarious, right? Whatever. I'll be punished. I, I feel like I'm being punished already. I made this you watch month. this movie, so it's fine because you hated it. And like, typically, it's the shoes on the other foot. Yeah, no, this is Sergio's revenge month. Yeah, but it's okay because next month will be interesting. Um, What's next month? Uh, I don't want to spoil it, you know. Um, but there is an implication that she may or may not have been responsible for the O.J. Simpson murder. Oh yeah, we both like we have the DVD with us. We could figure out like if she was responsible. I don't care that much, and also I'm gonna immediately sell this DVD to Amoeba so I can have money. <laughs> okay, like it was Jonesboro too, right? Like she yeah, was responsible. The, the, the Jim Jones, uh, Jonestown Kool Aid massacre thing. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't remember if he was saying that those were accidents, or she did them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there may have been the implication that she murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and oh my god, the cat wants to get in. Sergio, what's your effect score? My effect score is three. I thought it great. Why? Good set design. The house was literally on a hill. I mean, yeah, it was a ginormous house. It's the most basic, uh, like completion of that function. Um, it was a ginormous house. It reminded me of uh, I want to say the Scientology building in L.A. Okay, yeah, like spooky and very concrete. Uh huh. And like you want to go in there, but you know there's nothing but demons in there, and people trying to sell you like the Lord and stress tests and uh-huh. Tom Cruise. <laughs> and uh, good makeup effects, and then the pencils, pencils. Where you can where you can bring it in, Brennan. The pencils. Okay. Um, I also gave it I gave it three out of five ghosties. Um, what were you? Oh, the house. I wasn't super sold on the house design, mainly because it clearly is not, like, architecturally possible. <laughs> and We don't know that. Well, the outside of the house, as seen on the hill, it's very, like, uh, series of unfortunate events, like that house on the edge of the cliff on Lake Lacrimose. Mm-hmm. And it's super this super tall concrete structure. It looks like a skyscraper poking out of a mountain. And when they're inside, they're clearly in a mansion, and they explore, I think, three to four distinct levels of the house and i'm like this is a tower where you're failing to establish all of these floor it makes no sense okay like i think they shot the that's interiors. a fair point yeah i think they shot the interiors before they actually designed what the house would look like <laughs> and i was I very what upset the house look like was probably established in the original established in the original film well yeah because it was good and not this mm-hmm. and I think they probably just like recreated it shot for shot. And I don't think people were really that picky in back in olden times, and you know, we are now. Oh, you're saying that? Oh, I thought you were saying in the old movie. Oh, never mind. So you're saying you think the movie, the house looked like that in the original movie? Yeah, let's look it up. Google it. I will Google it. I can't because my phone is gone. But I will say that the faceless ghost was a good effect, or was it a ghost? There were like two things with no face. Or there um, was one thing where, like, the entire face was a mouth. Oh, that one. Yeah, that was a weird thing. Yeah, because that is one thing that I've liked about these Dark Castle movies is that they have just the weirdest special effects, like, uh-huh. makeup jobs. Um, And the part that we've been teasing this whole time in the intro segment about, like, oh, the house used to be 
uh, asylum and people died or whatever. Who cares? Um, but this guy gets a bunch of bunch of super sharp pencils shoved through his neck, and it's so gross. And yeah. it actually, I remember that scene as a kid, and it freaked me out. Yeah, it made me very I, very excited. I did not trust my classmates after that. <laughs> the fifth grade was never the same. It made me very excited to watch the movie, but then as this is what the house looked like in the original. Yeah. Oh well, I guess they wanted to like revamp it, and they made a they, like make it Tower of Terror. Yeah, but. They didn't really account for it. Okay, so you're at, like your criticism is wholly justified. I was just defending the movie out of love. No, I appreciate that, and that's that's a nostalgia thing. And I don't, I would never take anyone's appreciation of a movie away from them. You try so hard w- with Winter's Bone. No, I respect that you like Winter's Bone. I just didn't like it. Okay, I'm not trying to make you not like it. Okay, go ahead, Brennan. Um, but throwing uh, you under the bus. Ju- yeah, just coming to this, I was not. The effects, great. Campiness, decent. The rest of it, not so much. Okay. And it tried to be the rest for so much of the time. <laughs> um, I'm just going to segue into quality. I'm giving this two out of five unlucky stars. I think there's some great imagery, but there's not enough, and it doesn't really serve the story. Um, I, I like, because there is this part where it turns into a weird melodrama where their murder plots are like bashing up against each other and conflicting with the ghost plot. And I assume there's a little bit of that in the original. Um, but it just doesn't make any sense. They completely fail. They, they overcomplicate everything. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's ever clear. Literally, the hook of the film. If you spend the night in his house, I'll give you a million dollars. That hook is not well established at all, and that should be, if anything, the one thing that is present in this crazy movie. Okay. Because they show up, and he's like, because they, they just want too many things, because supposedly the ghosts took over a computer and invited different people than he was going to invite to this party, and he's just kind of leaning into it, because wh- what? <laughs> and he's like, I'll pay you a million dollars, I guess, if you stay the night. And they're like, we don't know the host of this party. We got an invitation. We're all going to show up in these town cars that who rented for us? Where did <laughs> they pick us up? Um, so they're like, oh, who's Mr. Price? And it's like, why did you go to his party if you don't know who he is? Uh-huh. Look, people I know and love could throw a party, and I wouldn't want to go. <laughs> so I just do not feel the characterizations of Okay, okay, of okay. That was, this is all fair. It's all true. Sorry. And then freaking Allie Larder. She's like, I'm Jennifer Jemison. I'm the VP of some sort of film company. And then later she's like, I lied. I'm just Sarah, yeah. and I'm just a real person. And then it's like, neither of those characters matter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why did we know any of this? <laughs> I'm so – I, the script is just bananas. <laughs> okay, you're right, you're right. Anyway, um, I kind of want to watch the original now to compare, like, were these problems evident then, or was this just the 90s, like, inflicting – it's nineties pain. I know. I would I would love that. Um that's pretty much I, I think my rant has said enough for me. Yeah, you really did. Um I gave it a four. Uh Woo! but again, I'm coming from at this from a different perspective than you. Yeah, again, which is fine. It would be like if, you know, eventually Scream were given uh like were proven to be a terrible film. I mean, that's categorically impossible. Through the test of time, like, you know, someone said, oh, God, Scream is just, it sucks. And then you would be like, no, it isn't, because I saw it back in the day, and I loved it, and it just impacted me. This is my Scream, Brennan. 
I highly disagree with that characterization, but fine. I will allow you. No, I know. I know what I'm speaking is nothing but lies. Uh, like if anything is my scream, Jeepers Creepers would probably be my scream. Oh, okay. I can, I can, I can sit with that. Okay. Yay, go me. As much as the director of that movie is a filthy vermin, we're not man, gonna, we're not no, gonna talk about that. Yes, we're not G- gonna get like, into the politics behind the no, film. Yeah, taking the um piece separately, Jeepers Creepers is a fun mm-hmm. movie and franchise. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, nostalgia is a big factor in movies uh-huh. and part of like the movie magic and how it captures you. And that's something that's very personal, and that's something that's very cinematic, and mm-hmm. that's something I respect. I just don't have that for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- oh, should I take a shot at Matt? Should I try? Should I do it? Go ahead. I think nostalgia is why he still likes the original Mad Max so much because <gasps> I thought you liked it too. No, the first Mad Max movie. So you like Thunderdome? Is rough. You like it's rough. I mean, I like all the Mad Maxes except for the first one. Yep, thank you. Um, sorry, Matt. I apologize. I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to stick up for you here. I do Not like. Really, but I do like the name of his kid. I think his kid's name is Sprog, which is just great. I, may, I oh, may be is totally this the wrong. one where his son dies? Shh, spoilers, but yes. I mean, like the franchise has been out for 25 years at this point. Well, or 30 I mean, years. 79 is when it came out. So 30, 40, almost 40 count. years. Yeah. So, um, like, you know, it's your fault if you're not aware of what happens to Mad Max. Yeah. No, I mean, like, the, the car effects were groundbreaking, uh-huh. especially for that budget and for that time. But, like, half the movie is them going on a vacation and eating ice cream. And it's like, I don't really want to watch this that much. Oh, that's great. That sounds like, you know, the plot to Kingdom Hearts. Remember that? You mean Kingdom Hearts 2 where you're trying to be Sora and instead you have to hang out with his annoying <laughs> this blonde, blonde kid and his <laughs> popsicle friends? <laughs> yeah. Didn't you ever want one of those popsicles? Yes, they s- looked so good. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, oh, anyway. Times. Nostalgia. It's here for the better. Speaking of nostalgia, it's time for a uh, segment to return that we haven't done in a long time. Bot Murray Kill. No. This is the genre check-in segment where we talk about like how the genre has been treating us that we're exploring. We haven't done genres in a while because of our donation drive. Okay. Um, I guess this segment's mostly for me because you've seen all these movies before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to say what I've learned about Dark Castle is that they're pretty willing to like show gore and also boobs for no reason. Um, the boobs were uncalled for. They really were. and But I respect that kind of R-rated impulse. But still, they feel very neutered just because the movies are so slick and produced. Like, it's not... Horror, I think, works better when it's grubbier, when you want it to be, like, crass and exploitative, I guess. It just fits more. Um, But I do appreciate that instinct that they have to just kind of be really gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of it. I don't have too many thoughts to share on dark castle yet i'm gonna wait till next week to see if i so what have we seen this month we saw 13 ghosts okay i wasn't sure if that was before or after this one um yeah that was last week okay uh so uh 13 ghosts in this one genre checking i'm having a great time great uh look i'm really glad we can explore something from your childhood yes thank you something that makes you happy and not miserable to sit through after like what was the worst month that we've seen after um which was the jaws vampire month? month was hard we never watched jaws uh yeah, piranha oh the first films month yeah well i mean we watched duel and slither and those were cool we also saw um piranha uh-huh. and what was the other one uh we watched a bunch of short films 
That month oh, was okay. fine. That was okay. Um, there were rough months though. First month of Vampire Month was rough. The seventies Proto Slashers month was rough. That was the worst month. There we go. Okay, that yeah. was the one. Ah, just thinking about the town of Dreaded Sundown. I know. But I do think like I'm really trying to make this more fun for all of us. Okay. If not, at least you have some worst movies of the year for, for next year. Yeah, sure. Or this year. For the Screamies. Yeah. Yes. Um, but anyway, if you want to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Podcast. Podcast. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, Scream, rate, rate, and review, review us. Give us five stars, and we will reward you with, well, Dirty Grandpa download code still on the table. Um, but I'm going to say this episode, if you want to give us a super nice rating, I will present Buy to you. Buy you La La Land. No, I'm buying that for me, and I don't have the money to do that. <laughs> um, but I will present you with a download code for the animated film Book of Life, which I genuinely think is one of the best movies of 2014, whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just in time for Coco. Oh, yeah, the Pixar's attempt to rip it off. Yeah. Yeah, poor Coco, though, because Pixar's Day of the Dead movie clearly has been in development for like five years because it takes forever to make an animated film. Yeah. Um, But in between them starting it and the first trailers coming out, we got uh, Book of Life and Kubo and the Two Strings, which are two movies that are very clearly of the same cloth and it's mm-hmm. it seems like a ripoff even though it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, Sergio, ask me what we're watching next week. Um, Brennan, what are... Que estamos mirando la semana que sigue. Uh, next week, we're going to watch Gothica. Yay! Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. With Halle Berry. Okay. I, and I remember looking at the cast list and seeing someone cool in it. Who was it? Halle Berry? No, other people. Did Do you not like Gothica? Uh, it's okay. It's just the one you like the least. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's not reassuring for me. Penelope Cruz is in it. Yeah. I'm excited to see her. She's a beautiful woman and a wonderful actress. Robert Downey Jr.'s in it? Really? Who's he? Who is he? He is Pete Graham. Oh, I think she kills him. Spoilers? I think so. Okay. Uh, Charles S. Dutton is in it. I just watched him in a movie. Alien 3. Who's <laughs> he? He was... Uh, uh, he like, was... I really don't know who Robert Downey Jr. was in this movie, so I could be wrong. That's fine. John Carroll Lynch, who played Twisty the Clown, is in it. Oh, I know who he is. He's great. Yeah. You're going to love him. Someone very tall named Matthew G. Taylor was in it. How can you tell he's very tall? His his head's at the top of his uh, IMDb headshot. Oh. Doesn't that mean that's just, you know, poor selection? Well, no, it's like a full body shot, though. He just looks enormous. Oh. Anyway, th- uh, this is uh, episode has gone on too long because we've been rambling a little bit. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for listening, and good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Did you know that in medieval times, when a kid had a whooping cough, their medicine was they would give a bunch of milk to a ferret, and then whatever milk the ferret didn't drink, they would give to the child? Really? Yeah, to try to cure the whooping cough. Sounds like a better deal for the ferret, honestly. Mm -hmm. What was the intuition behind this? They were dum-dums. It was the Dark Ages. They would stone people for no reason. Uh Uh-huh.
And this was where again? Medieval times. Just medieval times, like in general. At the restaurant. Oh. No, no, in like in, oh. in the Dark Ages. As one of them April Fools. Yeah. I am an April Fool. <laughs> I suppose you are. But was it like universally in Europe at the time, or was it everywhere all over? I don't have that much information. Okay. I have this theory that the Anglican world is a very dumb place to be. You're not wrong. Okay. I'm on the lake of Brexit, and you know, this guy. Um, I just, are you pointing at me? I'm, I'm pointing to the general ether, like, you know. This guy or this guy? This guy. You know, these guys over here. My wife. My wife. Uh, no, my wife is not a man. She's Amanda. Amanda. Amanda, loving kiss. Hug and kiss. Love and kiss. Hug and kiss. What's the difference? The word hug. It's semantics, though. I mean, literally, yes. <laughs> but you're also wrong. No, but love and kiss. Like, it's it's also a pun, but it's not as funny. Okay. like It's I'm, more tender than anything. <laughs> I respect Amanda. That's why. Okay, that's good. Um, What are we here for? Oh, we haven't even started the we podcast. Haven't. We haven't. Okay. This is going nowhere. I'll put it in the end. Okay. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.